get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Yates of KSDK and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. We are normally not going straight out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line, but today we make an exception because former Major League Baseball general manager, now MLB analyst and insider for Sirius XM, MLB radio and the athletic Jim Bowden is willing to join us here on the show to start things out today. Jim, we appreciate the time as always, my man. How you doing today? I'm doing great. Happy trade deadline week to you guys. Absolutely. And same to you. Let's start there, Jim. Uh, there has been a lot of buzz about the Cardinals as a potential match in the Juan Soto sweepstakes. I know you have mentioned them in your pieces over on The Athletic. What is the latest that you are hearing on both the Cardinals' interest <clears throat> in Juan Soto and also the Nationals' urgency to trade Juan Soto? Yeah, what I can tell you is there are more than a dozen teams that are in play with Soto. The Nationals want four or five players back. They can be either top prospects or major league talent uh, in the deal. Uh, They are going to get, when and if they do trade them, they're going to get the biggest haul we've ever seen in baseball history in any trade. And they should because Soto is 23 years old and if you trade for them now, you get them for three postseasons and also have the ability to, to extend them long-term if you decide you want to do that. Um, the reason the Cardinals are tied to them is the fact that John Mosellock, the president, has a long history of trading for stars rather than signing them as free agents and had a lot of success in trading for Matt Holliday and Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, etc. The other reason why the Cardinals have been tied is because they actually have an organization that is loaded with different pieces that the Nationals love, different players at all levels. You know, at the major league level, they certainly have two corner outfielders in Dylan Carlson and Tyler O'Neill. They've got a third baseman, Nolan Gorman, that's expendable because having Arenado and Gorman's not really a second baseman. You've got Juan Yepes, you've got Brendan Donovan, all at the big league level, and then the farm system loaded, of course, Jordan Walker, arguably the best prospect in baseball for me, from what I've seen. He's number one on my list. Um, so he's out there, although I don't think the Cardinals would want to include him if they can help it for just two and a half years of Soto. Uh, but they've got a shortstop in Mason Wynn. They've got an outfield in Alec Burleson. They've got a pitching prospect like Michael McGreevy. So the bottom line is, there is so much in their system and so much at the major league level that it's easy to see how a deal could be pieced together. That being said, Cardinals' biggest need really is starting pitching, and they've got a you know a chance to win the division. They've got a chance to, you know, if you get in the playoffs, anything can happen with a chance to win a World Series. So I, I think it's going to be fascinating to see what happens. But there were reports out there that Cardinals were the front runner to get them. That is not true. I've been told very clearly there is no front runner at this point. Um, and it's going to take a haul to get them. So we'll have to just wait and see. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anybody right now is the favorite to land them because there's so many teams at play. 
And people may be surprised where he ends up because it may be a team that people just are not expecting. And Jim, you did say that you believe Jordan Walker is maybe the top prospect in baseball right now. Uh, St. Louis is in a situation where it's very easy to fall in love with a lot of these prospects who have depth in the farm system. And you've been in that situation where you've had to make some of these tough decisions. So from your experience, when is it time to let go of a prospect and maybe pursue a player who has proved his consistency? And when do you know when to hang on to a prospect like that? Well, I mean, first of all, when you talk about Walker, to me, he's a future superstar. So when I, you know, I went about five years ago in 2017, I was at the Futures game and I text Mark Shapiro. And at that point, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. wasn't being rated by everyone as the best prospect in the game. And and I text him and I said, he was the best prospect on the field and would win an MVP someday. And he's, he didn't win it because Otani was there, but he finished second. Um, that was five years ago. At this Futures game, I text John Mosaloc with the same thing about Jordan Walker. So, you know, when Walker gets there, you're going to get six years of a guy that's an absolute monster. He's six five. He doesn't have a lot of holes in the play. He's going to hit for average. He's going to hit for power. And, oh, by the way, he can play first, third, left, or right, wherever you have a need. And it's just he's just one of those guys that, you know, if, if I were in their shoes and decided to trade for Soto, I would do everything in my power to put packages together that just did not include him. Because in an ideal world, how fun would it be to have Soto and Wright and Jordan Walker in left field? I mean, that, that's what I would want if I was John Bozalock there. So, but besides that, I, you know, I, when, I, when, I look at, when I look at Soto, you know, he is such a generational talent that just never gets traded. I mean, last time we saw an MVP caliber player traded was probably when I traded for Ken Griffey Jr. or when the Reds traded Frank Robinson to the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, you just don't see that kind of player traded, usually. But, you know, he's 23 years old. The Nationals are being sold. Soto doesn't want to sign because he doesn't know who the new owner is going to be. Um, so he turned down $440 million. So it sounds like he's going to get moved between now and August 2nd. So, I mean, there really shouldn't be any prospect that stands in, in the way of Soto, to be honest with you. But if I'm the Cardinals, Walker would be the one guy that I would do everything in my power not to put in a deal. Do you believe that there is a deal to be made if Walker is not involved with the Cardinals? Yeah, I do. I think there's a lot there because the Nationals would have the ability with St. Louis to get guys back that would allow them to probably be even more competitive than they are now. I mean, you could get both their corner outfielders, right? There's there's so many pieces there. I mean, you could get Carlson, Gorman, um, you know, Carlson, Gorman, Wynn, and Yepes, or, you know, some combination there. So there's definitely a combination. It really depends on what the other teams are willing to put in the deal. You know, if the Yankees are going to put in, in their offer, if they're going to put in Volpe, Dominguez, Waldachuk, and another one, are the Dodgers going to put in uh, Cartea and Miller, um, Pepio, and, and, and White? I mean, so it really depends on what your competition. You know, if, if you're Washington, you're going to go to each team, and you're going to give them a price that, is going to, that, that you'll make the deal with. And even if you meet that, you may not get the player because it's going to depend on which package they like better. And you know, we talk about beauty in the eye of the beholder. That's really the case when it comes to trades like this. It's going to be what package does Mike Rizzo and his staff like better. So he, you know, he could look at the Cardinals' four best prospects, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Mariners, the Padres, the Rays, any other team that's in this thing, and they may decide that they like a package that's different than what the Cardinals think or the Dodgers think. And that's just, that's just all part of the process. So I don't think any of us are going to know until Washington makes that decision. But 
This is a generational talent that, to me, you're making a big mistake if you're a GM and, and not trying to acquire them. And I don't care what market size you're in because it's three postseasons guaranteed, and this is the kind of, of uh, talent that you want to be your face of the franchise. He does the charity work. He's got a good sense of humor. He's humble. He has a lot of fun playing the game. He's a fan favorite wherever he walks into. I mean, it, he's a special guy. So, I mean, I, I think it's a mistake if teams don't try. Jim, in your mind, is there any way that the Cardinals can pursue a Juan Soto and a starting pitcher of the caliber that they need to be able to compete down the stretch, or is it a one or the other situation? I mean, I think it'd be really hard to do both, right? I mean, first of all, there's not a lot of starting pitching available. You've got Louis Castillo that the world wants, but you've got to wonder if Cincinnati's going to put him in, keep him in their own division, right? You've got Pablo Lopez in Miami. You've got Frankie Montas Jr. we got to worry about the shoulder. You've got Martin Perez in in Texas, but you don't know if Texas is actually going to trade him. Um, you know, and they're trying to extend him right now, so they might extend him to take him off the market. I mean, there's just not a lot of starters that are available that are impactful. There's some back-of-the-rotation kind of guys like Noah Syndergaard, but there's not a lot of impact there. Um, you know, and the Soto thing, it's going to be really hard to get Soto, even if you make an incredible offer. I mean, you can overpay and, and, um, and make an offer of your five best prospects and still not get them. So, uh, that, that's the difficult part. So, you know, if, if you're in the front office, you're working on all the trades at the same time, hoping you can get one. It's not easy. Jim Bowden is our guest for another few minutes here on 101 ESP, and you can find his work over on MLB Network Radio. You can also read it over at The Athletic. He had a great Q&A earlier today that posted on The Athletic. He's also on Twitter, at Jim Bowden GM. Uh, Jim, I am curious. There have been some that have floated the possibility of Patrick Corbin's contract being tied to Juan Soto, and maybe that makes it easier, more palatable for another general manager to make the move to acquire Soto in terms of the prospect cost there do you think that is something the nationals are exploring and if so i guess this may seem like a weird question when we're talking about soto but do you think corbin helps the cardinals um not what i've seen in the last two years he's been the most hittable pitcher in baseball um you know that being said you know is it possible that you could put him in the bullpen is it possible that you can get the slider back yeah anything's possible I've seen guys bounce back. I mean, the unfortunate part is we've watched him for two years. You know, the one thing he does do is, he, you know, he posts up, right, and missed a start in two years. And he gives you five innings. I don't think he's made a start under five innings in two years. He just gets hit, and he gets hit hard and, and harder than anybody else. Is there a role in the bullpen? Is there an analytic department or a technology department that can sit there and, and fix him? I don't know the answer to that. I wouldn't want to take a chance with the amount of money you got to pay him the next two years. I wouldn't want to take the contract. It's a bad contract. So not only are you taking Soto $17 million this year, but, you know, how much are you going to get paid in arbitration in the next two years, right? So was it going to be $25 million, something like that? Sure. So, you know, you've you got to put all of that into account when you're making a deal. And if you're the Nationals and you want someone to take Corbin, you know, the expectation on the other side is, okay, you get, you get less prospects. So the Nationals will look at, you know, all the packages they get, they'll look at packages they get without putting Corbin in the deal. They'll look at packages they get with putting Corbin on the deal and then figure out what's best for their bottom line. Keep in mind, the team is being sold. Um, they haven't announced uh, who the new owner is going to be. I don't think they've decided they're still in the negotiating process. They're going to make three to four times what they invested in the team, but what the sale does 
could affect this trade. You know, does a new owner coming in want to try to sign Soto? Does a new owner want them to trade Soto before they get there? Uh, and then if, if is taking Corbin off the books, does that increase the value of the sale by an amount, which, which would, might motivate the ownership to uh, take less prospects to put Corbin in? I mean, all of those things have to be answered, and they won't be publicly. It'll just be privately behind the scenes. So I think, you know, if, if you want Soto and you're a GM out there, make your best offer. And if, if you can find a way financially to take Corbin off their hands as part of your offer, that's certainly going to help uh, improve your package to that ownership group. Final question, Jim, and we'll get you out of here on this one. The three teams that interest me uh, for the Cardinals when it comes to the pitching side of things, getting off the Juan Soto sweepstakes for a moment, are the Red Sox, the Giants, and the Marlins. All three could go the route of sellers, but it doesn't feel like there's urgency necessarily to do so at this point. With the Red Sox, you've got Nathan Avaldi. With the Giants, you've got uh, Rodon. And then in Miami, there's the Pablo Lopez possibility. What do you think is the likelihood that any of those three get traded by the deadline? And do you think they would be good fits here in St. Louis? Okay, so I have an article coming up in The Athletic. It should be posted in the next hour in which I've been in contact with all 30 front offices. And I have an update on there exactly who's buying, who's selling, what the status is, and the players that are on the trade market here. Um, I can tell you ahead of the article uh, being posted that even though it looks like the Red Sox should be sellers, they're not sellers. They're actually trying to win. They don't like the term buyers, but they're trying to improve the team. They're trying to get a bat either first base or the outfield. They're trying to get relief help. They're not selling. I do not expect Evaldi or Bogarts to be traded. That doesn't mean the next week, you know, if they go over for the week, the things may not change emotionally, but they're only three games out of the wild card. When I talk to the Giants, uh, they're focused on improving the defense on that team. They think if they improve the defense, the pitching can get better. They feel like in the last two months of the season, they can find to get a way to get wild cards. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of reporting out there, but a lot of people don't contact the 30 teams like I do on a regular basis. Okay. So I'll do that. Now the Marlins absolutely will trade Lopez. Um, red flag number one make sure make sure you do your homework on his shoulder he's had shoulder issues in the past and yes he's got one of the best change-ups in the league and yes i love him he knows how to pitch make sure there's no physical issue with the shoulder and if that is cleared then be prepared to trade him harrison bader if you want to get him because they want a starting center fielder and i think bader or dylan carlson one or the other is going to be the price to get lopez i don't think you're going to be able to get him uh, with a prospect package. What so about Tyler O'Neill? I can't. I can't answer Tyler O'Neill. I, I know they want center field, and O'Neill isn't center field. So I've been clearly told if Lopez has moved, they want center field. Bader and Carlson. You can play Carlson in center. Obviously, sure. Bader's Gold Glove in center. So that's that's kind of a quick update on those three teams. Interesting. Hey Jim, we appreciate the time, and thank you so much for joining us today. We'll be following your work over at SiriusXM MLB Network Radio, and of course over on the Athletic as well. Thanks so much. Have a good day. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. 
Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 smart bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 special edition smart bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.